Hello, and welcome to Swallows on the Wire, a podcast where I explore slowing down and taking time to really notice the nature that is all around us. I invite you to join me as I delve into the fascinating joys of the natural world and all it gives us if we stop for a moment and pay witness to its wonders. In this episode, I take a look at the small wild in my weekly diary from the 9th to the 15th of May, 2022. Monday the 9th of May. A nearly, but not quite kind of day. Nearly warm, but not quite, but neither actually cold. The sun nearly comes out, but doesn't quite make it. A sky full of clouds, but light and white, so thin at times the sun almost bursts through. There is wind too, more than a breeze, and again, not quite warm or cold. Robin Waits sat on top of an old fork handle, the bent prongs of which are permanently standing in earth. He is watching as a vegetable patch is being dug over. Bold and unafraid, the red breast poses and darts in and out close by. Sparrows have set up an incessant monotone cheep. Leaves on the cherry tree rustle bright green flags of foliage. Daisies have grown inordinately tall, poking white heads out of long green grass. Tuesday the 10th of May. Greyness has drawn in, and with it short bursts of light rain. Thin stems of silver birch bob and bounce in a small wind. Aquilegia stand tall, soft pink and purple bonnets hanging delicately. A baby starling sits, fat and pale feathered, on top of the feeder, calling for food, but flying off when collared doves barrel in. The tortoiseshell backs of sparrows can be seen weaving in and out of unruly growth below the feeding station. Blue skies arrive by afternoon and for an hour or two it is hot. Sunlight shines through new leaves turning them bright green and almost translucent. Two Red-legged partridges attempt to walk nonchalantly back down the garden after eating spilled seeds from under the feeder. Squat bodies, waddling, beautiful if lacking in graceful movement. Male blackbirds are beginning to look quite ragged from their bickering fights, but still they continue. Wednesday the 11th of May There is a close heaviness to the day, overcast and with a looming feel that there could be rain to come. A dampness already seems to be in the air. Meadow Cranesbill has begun to flower, bright pink petals contrasting with the green in which they are nestled. Cockerels crow repeatedly up and down the row in competition with each other. Wisteria hangs delicate blooms of the softest purple and white, leaves pale but with a slight burnt orange tint. The sound of delicate rain comes by midday, light but constant, perfect to keep a door or window open to better hear and smell the refreshing coolness. Most outside go quiet, 
but next door's chickens make gentle crooning sounds under covers. A dunnock makes its way round the rim of an old grey stone pot. It braves the rain, along with the sparrows who bicker above. A bedraggled baby starling roots about under the lavender and box, pecking the ground for tasty treats. Rain comes in full. Good, wonderful, real rain. It is welcome and the world drinks it greedily. Just before setting, the sun makes an appearance. Insects dance, sparkling in the light. Huge clouds create sculptures in the sky and turn to pink, orange, purple and blue. Thursday the 12th of May. Seven fledgling starlings are under the feeder, already bickering, calling, shouting. Frazzled parents walk among them, filling the gaping mouths. A jackdaw is in the feed tray too. It is unusual for these birds to come to the feeder, and I wonder if it is one of the nesting family from our chimney pot. A wood pigeon rears up to one of the young starlings and hulkishly takes over. Hawthorn flowers have taken on a slightly pink hue. They blush, perhaps a hint to the red berries that will come later in the year. Robin follows me down the garden and perches in the cherry tree and watches me pass by. The sky is blue, but almost full with large grey and white clouds. The sun is in and out continuously as a result of the passing cover. The first bright pink of azalea flowers have opened. A blustery wind blows, tolerable when the sun is out, but quite cold when not. Goldfinches fill treetops with chatter, which they continue babbling when on the wing, bombing about in groups from canopy to hedge. Blackbird lilts and flutes in tripping trills and cascades in sultry voice. Partridges grunt. Starlings fly their sturdy triangle shapes against a marshmallow sky. The dark green fan of a treetop splays out over a shorter, lighter green, like an umbrella, a two-tone rainbow. Friday the 13th of May. The wind blows again, pulling large clumps of cloud across the sky, creating alternating light and dark. There is a chill to it, contrasting with the warmth of sun when it periodically gets a chance to break through. The salvia hotlips has put out its first bright crimson flowers. You can smell the heavy weight of pollen hanging in the air. A sarcastic-sounding pigeon calls its extended croon as a backdrop to cockerels crowing. The green of the garden shakes, ripples and shimmers with breezes. A jackdaw flies in silhouette, lazy flaps of wing cutting through the overcast sky into bright, then grey again. South Thistle stands tall, an exuberance of thick stems and leaves with almost absurdly tiny flowers at the head. Cleavers thicken. The comfrey is now past its best, but bees and insects of all kinds are still pulled to the remaining yellow flowers. A group of jackdaws take slow, small flights together, 
Is it our nesting family, I wonder? They attempt to alight in a fir tree inhabited by a crow and are shouted away by their dark cousin. By late afternoon, the sun is more out than not. The wind still blows and shakes. Goldfinch fly back and forth in blue skies and bubble and chat from the Catoniaster top. I sit among the shaking and watch shadows dance on rocks and stones and the sun is on my cheek, the wind in my hair and a rustle from the trees says, it's all okay. The swifts come at last. Saturday the 14th of May After yesterday's blustery winds, today, early morning, is soft and still. A calmness lays over and everything tentatively stretches just that bit further towards the day. Goldfinches chat loudly. From close by there is the persistent buzz from a bee. Layered upon blue sky, Dappled clouds overlap and give a squinting feel to the light. The sun is trying hard to break through the thin layer. Birdsong and the gentle rustling of waking wings is all around, near and far. The high-pitched call of a blue tit comes from within a bank of trees to my left. Sparrows come quickly to the feeder, having been waiting impatiently for some time. Swifts swoop and feed, soaring in blue. Red kite finds warm air and circles overhead, low and graceful, beautiful and powerful. The lawn is full of starlings. Young juveniles follow adults around, mouths agape. The frazzled older birds, slick oil-sheen feathers shining in sunlight, tend busily to them. It is a day of birds silently flying high in blue on warm air. Lawn mowers drone, chiff-chaff calls. A jackdaw circles the chimney pot, lands, looks around, then disappears down, still tending the nest within. The afternoon is crowned in faultless blue skies in which house martins feed, flashing white bellies with reflected sunlight. Sunday the 15th of May. A switch has been flicked and in contrast to yesterday's glorious sun, today begins overcast, grey and with hints of rain, perhaps. Two female blackbirds try to feed as well as chase each other off simultaneously. Blue tits dip into the feeder and take their food away to eat in peace elsewhere. Aquilegia, Grandma's bonnets, are opening up scattered throughout borders. The wisteria is in full, delicate leaf now and hung with frothing cones of soft white and pale purple flowers. It shimmies and shakes in a gentle breeze. Boisterous sparrows flap and bully other birds from the feeder. A lone oilseed rape flower has grown under the feeder, brought in from fields. It stands with neon yellow head out of place. Next come collared doves and juvenile starlings. A small spatter of rain. Not much, not for long, not enough. Then come wood pigeons, 
Great hulks, much maligned eating machines. One gets a surprise when a young starling flies in and lands on its back. For a few moments, a toppling tower of birds wobbles, standing in the feed tray until they overbalance. I hear the cuckoo call. Thank you for listening to Swallows on the Wire. You can follow Swallows on the Wire on Instagram at Swallows on the Wire or follow more of my works by visiting my website jenny-may.com.